Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Uh-huh. Eat, sleep, fantasy. All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Dynasty Night. I will be your host, Austin, and joining me is the professor, John. What is going on, John Chapman? Man, it's another great day in fantasy land, unless your name is Hunter Henry. Yeah, that's some sad news, but we'll get that to in a little bit. And also joining us tonight is Stephen, the Dynasty Engineer. I got it right this week. You damn right you did, man. What's going on, everybody? And again, joining us this week. Always glad to have someone from the A team come join us. We got the Darkwing Duck of, fan, of Dynasty Football, <laughs> Dale Demont. What's going on, Dirty D? <laughs> Listen, I'm not the Darkwing Duck of Fantasy Football. I hate nicknames to begin with. Um, what's up, everybody? Uh, I am happy to be on Dynasty Night. I hate nicknames. Um, I especially hate the Darkwing Duck because it makes absolutely Dude, no Darkwing sense. Darkwing Duck was amazing. Dirty D sounded so much better. Yeah. He was amazing. Darkwing Duck was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but um, and he didn't have any superpowers. He was basically Batman, but a duck. He taught me my vowels. <laughs> Did he? When he got Wait, nervous, he would sing the A E I O U song, uh, and that's how I memorized it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember all that. He, he probably utilizes that in the classroom today. I do I do? So Dale, go ahead and give us a quick description of uh, what this pod is about and how it's different from your guys's on during the weekdays. Sure. So this is Dynasty Night, as you could tell in the title. We are going to be talking pretty much all things Dynasty, along with some other off topics that we might not cover throughout the week. We're going to try to do this probably all season, releasing these episodes a little bit later in the week. And then Christian um, and Armando and myself are going to be doing stuff earlier in the week. So, um, you know, we'll have mostly redraft a couple of days a week. And then basically John, Austin and Steve are going to basically pick up our slack and talk about everything from dynasty to DFS to Superflex to, I don't know, um, five point PPR leagues, whatever, whatever they want to talk about. Uh, they'll, they'll get into all the weird stuff. Um, it is, uh, clear that Austin is into weird stuff. So, uh, this is kind of his specialty. I do like um, it weird. So yeah, I do yeah. like it weird, but I'm not like an organ where you got to keep it weird or whatever their motto is down there. So nothing against organ oh, yeah. people. It's just their motto is keep keep Portland weird or something. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold no, on. This no, is no. Weird. That's Austin, Texas. Yeah. And they stole that 100 percent. So yeah, no, I was going to say Austin. Yeah. It, there's like a shirt that says keep Austin weird. That I need to get you one of those slogan. shirts. And I need Represent to get Austin Texas. one of those shirts. That's yeah. Portland. That's Portland's motto. No, dude. No, dude. No. Portland Austin is weird. Was a state way after Texas. Hey, yep. this yep. needs to be a poll on the on you know on uh, Twitter. Which who? Which I don't one? think they have the internet in Portland, so I don't think it's going to be close. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> so Dale, while while we're at it, man, I know we got some housekeeping to knock out. Do you want to knock out the stuff about NFFC membership and the new website? 
Yep. Uh, the NFFC is in uh, actually Fort Worth. They changed the site. But if you are going to go to the National Fantasy Football Convention, uh, we'll be there hanging out. We're probably going to do some off-site stuff after hours. So if you're going, hang out with us. If you're thinking about going, you can purchase a ticket, save 25 bucks by using promo code ESF. Uh, it helps us out a little bit too. So if you're going, don't forget the promo code ESF. Saves you some money and helps us out. Also, don't forget uh, our website, kind of brand new last week or so. We are going to be doing, uh, you know, you could sign up for a membership, Eat Nation, anywhere from $5 a year up to like $120 a year with tons of exclusive content, including some stuff that you guys are going to be recording during the season is going to be exclusive. Um, some DFS lineups and stuff like that. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that as the season gets closer, but don't forget eatsleepfantasy.com. I appreciate it, Dale. Hey, check it out. We're going to talk about uh, Superflex uh, Leagues or Dynasty Superflex, Superflex Leagues. Um, before we get to that, we got some news that we got to get through real quick, gentlemen. Hey, so the biggest news this week, of course, is Hunter Henry Torres ACL is out for the 2018 season. Uh, let's see, John, what are your thoughts on Hunter Henry right now in a torn ACL? Man, this uh, I feel like if there is a team that gets hit with injuries before the season starts every single year. It's these guys. They lost their first and second round pick last year uh, before the season started. And right off the bat, they released Antonio Gates. Hunter Henry's gone. And he was my number four tight end. And I absolutely love that guy. But, hey, man, you, you try to get him, pick him up on leagues if you can. Try to trade and stash him if you have a good roster. But this is huge stock up for both the Williams wide receivers, Terrell and Mike Williams. I think they are going to be utilized and Antonio Gates will be picked up. It is going to happen. I mean, you know, I was thinking about Antonio Gates. I mean, this is a big if and the guy's retired. Do you do you really think he's been working out all offseason? He and has how not long retired. Is he's no, he's still a free agent. He has not submitted retirement papers and he is a he's a beast that knows the system. I don't think that he might finish. I don't think he'll finish in the top 10. Uh, this year for tight ends, but he's still he's going to be fantasy relevant. Uh, Philip Rivers throws a tight end better than anybody. He's going to be that familiarity. He's going to be that guy that, like you said, that already knows the system. He'll come in. Everybody's going to have to pay attention to him because he's Antonio Gates. But I don't see him really doing anything. And I do agree with the fact that the stock is going to be up, I think, mainly for Mike Williams. But Terrell Williams should be involved with that, too. I'm willing to bet that. Gates doesn't go back, but we can we can talk about that later. Oh, are we going to have a should this be an e bet? <laughs> Will this be an e bet? <laughs> I, I uh, think no, Dale's scared because uh, I'm not very confident in what I just said. <laughs> yes. <But> I'm if <laughs> <laughs> nice. You heard it here. It helps that I can see your face when you're making these claims. <laughs> and I felt I mean, if we were playing poker right now, I'm pushing my chips in. <laughs> nice, nice. So both uh, Wentz and Watson look good in OTAs and look ahead of schedule. Um, any real quick thoughts on on Wentz and Watson? Are you guys happy to hear this? Are you, or um, is this something you're just like it's smoke and mirrors and they're just talking out their tails? No, I'm glad to see this. And I, the, Watson was actually the first one that we saw really moving around uh, and kind of exerting that knee a little bit. Uh, I like John, you posted a really good video on Twitter with uh, Wentz at OTA. So it, it's really good to see those guys with the, the talent that they are and, and what we saw from them last year and see them both go down with the ACL and then be where they're at. I mean, especially Wentz too, because he went down later. So 
I, I'm really glad to see what I saw there, and I can't wait to see these guys back on the field. Yeah, and the ACL is huge for quarterbacks because they go side to side so much. And whenever you push off that plant leg, that's where the ACL matters. And the fact that he's already doing lateral movements is huge. There's any question that you have had of Wentz starting week one, I really feel like has been answered. Like he will be a week one starter. Like that's gone. Guess who's not looking good in OTAs? Andrew Luck, just saying. Oh, speaking of. <laughs> and it starts already. He's not even on the oh, list. I can't. Oh, it just I just hate how they they did his dirty last season. <laughs> so any chance I get to throw a throw something back at him. So hey, speaking of OTAs, Julio Brady, Gronk and Bell uh, did not show up. Uh, OBJ was there, but he was asked to uh, take it easy. I know I saw a couple reports where a couple of trainers went out and, and kind of brought him back down to earth saying, hey, you're not quite there yet. Uh, any thoughts or feelings about Julio Brady Gronk? Does this really matter for the teams right now or no? Nope. I don't I don't think so. And if you really look at those names, I, I think they're all there or not there for different reasons. We all know about Bell's contract situation. We look at everything that's going on with Gronk during the offseason. Brady is Brady. He'll take some time off, get into camp. He'll be fine. And I think Julio is just taking some veteran time, too. So he wants it. He wants a new deal. Julio does. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure of that. But I mean, if you look at the the use and abuse that he's gotten over the years, I mean, if he's I think the one guy that's taken the most beatings other than him does is not even in the NFL anymore. And that's Calvin Johnson. So for him to be the caliber that he is for that team and what he does, I would take some time off and I would demand a new deal too. Well, the funny thing is, you know, three wide receivers got their deals done the same time. Dez, him, and Demarius Thomas. And Dez got cut this year. Demarius Thomas is getting cut next year. And Julio has beyond exceeded expectations. Three years in a row over 1,400 yards. That guy's a beast. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, real quick. I don't think anyone really cares about this one, but we'll put it out there. Richie Incognito came out of retirement for the Bills. Yay. Next. Okay. And <laughs> the Jags uh, depth chart right now shows Dante Moncrief and Marquise Lee listed as starters. Uh, Westbrook is not listed as a starter. And they've got Chark uh, listed right behind Moncrief. So, John, what are your thoughts on this? Man, ADP that is out there right now is everybody is so high on Westbrook, and that is wrong. Um, they paid Moncrief a lot. Then you spend a second-round guy that is almost identical and has the same skill set as Westbrook. Like, you need to start fading Westbrook. Like, that guy, yeah. you got to get away from him. One, it's a run-heavy offense anyway. I don't want any of these guys. But where he is getting drafted, you almost you can't get a return on your investment. You just can't. I agree. I, I think Lee is probably the only guy that I'm going to be owning in all my leagues, unless it's a super deep, uh, deep bench. But Marquise Lee is is pretty much the only guy that I'll even consider uh, grabbing at his current value. So what about Chark? Are you guys moving that, him up, at, you know, in the depth charts? At <sighs> no, all or no? No. no, no. Okay. Mm. No, the biggest thing that kills me for any wide receiver there, and I like Moncrief, loved Moncrief with luck, even though you hate luck, Austin. But, um, <laughs> but I like Marquise. I like Marquise Lee too. But the biggest thing that just kills me is just Blake Bortles is 
just terrible and they're going to run and play defense. So none of those wide receivers are very appealing to me, but Lee would be my guy if I were to have one. Yeah. All right. This next piece of news, Dale will love Terrence Williams was arrested with a DUI this weekend. So Dale, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about your boy? Oh, Dale's Deontay yeah. Thompson oh, love is about to flow. <laughs> um, yeah, no, go buy some Deontay Thompson shares, folks. <laughs> you don't have to buy them. They're free. <laughs> Hey, and, and speaking of the Cowboys, it's it's hard not to talk about Dez. So Dez still hasn't landed anywhere. So any any thoughts or any any rumors out there y'all have grabbed over the past couple weeks? Well, I, they asked that same question to the Packers, and he goes, "Well, uh, we drafted three wide receivers that are all six three or bigger, so we're just going to keep working with the young guys that are here." Um, yeah. <laughs> like, no, there nobody wants that guy. And if you have not watched All or Nothing. Go watch it, and you will see why Des Bryant, the place that he landed, is on the couch. Yep, I agree. Right. Well, I saw something that he turned down an offer. He did. He got seven million dollars with Baltimore. It was like three years, twenty-one yeah. million for Baltimore. And he turned it down. Which, if you didn't know, if you thought he was smart before, now you know. Yeah. Well, right, exactly. I, I'm sure there's chatter, and and he's gonna pick where he wants to go. Kill. Well, okay. The the question that I saw on Twitter, somebody posed a quite a poll: Is is Des Bryant? Will he be uh, fantasy relevant 100 percent. he will be fantasy relevant if he plays there's no doubt do you guys agree with that i agree uh yeah no. wide receiver three flex spot but i mean nobody's I really... gonna pull him in and put him on his starting roster now why a- after the draft he lost all negotiating power unless yep. a major injury happens to a big tall wide receiver calvin Benjamin. What, what does he have to offer okay moving mm-hmm. on Hey, real quick, Anthony Miller is slotted as a slot receiver. Does this boost his value in Dynasty? I think it does. I The only reason why I can say or lean towards yes is because, as I've talked about before with Trubisky, uh, I, I think they're going to keep that offense short. So with him being in the slot and the fact that, you know, he's he's a decent route runner, he's got good hands, he can get himself open, you know, he's going to see some touches. So... The fact that, you know, in my opinion, they're going to keep that offense short, but it's probably going to boost his value a little bit. Yeah, I definitely agree. So you're going to get I think he's going to be definitely worth some fantasy value this season. So a uh, another uh, piece of uh, newsworthy uh, came out. FanDuel, which is bought out by Patty Power Betfair. It's a UK company. Hey, if you're if you're a FanDuel player, don't worry. Everything's going to stay the same that we're used to. The only thing I do like is. They're coming out with some new contests. One of them is called Beat the Score. So basically, all of us could join the same room. We put in our money, and it's just like blackjack. So all we have to do is beat the house. So I'm pretty excited um, about this new contest. But as far as FanDuel getting bought out, I mean, this stuff happens every day. So don't worry about your FanDuel accounts. Nothing's going to change. No extra money is going to go to the English to pay off that huge wedding that just happened. So... All is good. <laughs> and and I'll say this, FanDuel is so much more friendly for consumers. They have h- better payouts. They keep less than DraftKings. I love FanDuel. Really? But they have kickers. Uh, I don't mind kickers because I get the cheapest one every time. There you go. And I'm, I feel like that's an advantage because people will overpay for Sebastian Janikowski. So <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. All right. All right. Hey, so real quick. Uh, John and I are going to talk a trade real quick in our ESF uh, Dynasty League. John really wants Ronaldo Jones, the third. 
Uh, I'm not quite Ronald there. Jones. <laughs> what? What did I say? I like calling him Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I like calling him Ro- hey Rojo. You know Ronaldo. You know I don't know. It must be the soccer <laughs> soccer fan. But uh, he's a dual threat, not a soccer player. Yeah. Well, he could be. Oh God, here he we could go. Be a, hi- a hurdler, you know. But, oh, so basically, Lord. John offered me uh, Alshon Jeffrey today for Ronald Jones. So. <laughs> Ronald. Ronald, that is <laughs> what is wow, wrong with you, Austin? Are you okay? I just I got it written down in my notes as Ronald, so I got it jacked up. So I'm just sticking oh, with it. I love it. Stay awesome. with it, man. That's gonna catch on. Yeah, no kidding. But <laughs> basically, right. I do Coined like it. the offer. Um, I did quite a bit of research today, but here's my team, and this is why I think I'm okay with this trade. I got Ingram. Of course, he's spending four games, but between Mixon and Barkley, should be able to carry most of the load for the running backs. Uh, I got P Ryan. Boomer Bust, uh, Barber, just in case, Ronald Jones goes down, and Royce Freeman, Gillisley, <laughs> who I'm expecting to get traded any day now, and Wayne Gallman, just in case Barkley goes down. I don't know how I got all those running backs and the backups, but I appreciate y'all. Now, the reason because why... You don't, because you don't have any fucking wide receivers. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> now, I do have a lot of concerns about my wide receivers, basically because I have the old man team. And any of them yeah. could go down at any any given time. So I got Demarius Thomas. I got Crabtree. I got Sterling Shepard. Um, the only thing I'm happy about is we still haven't seen Dez go to the Giants. So pretty happy there. I got Edelman. Edelman's coming off that major injury last season. I think I'm still high on him, of course. And it gives me a team, you know, one of those guys as a fan to cheer for. Um, as a Michigan fan, I got Amari Darbo just because. And then, you know, I got Captain Christian Kirk who I know I was surprised I didn't get an offer or a request for that one to go along with it. And then I got Kiki Koti because I really like the name. So, uh, John, why should I take Alshon and give you Jones? Well, because I sent you the trade offer. <laughs> that's why you should take it. That's uh, A. What's B? What? Yeah, exactly. Well, it, all this comes down to roster construction and what you're comfortable with. Austin just got through telling you, Man, he's he's heavy running back, and he's got a lot there, and his wide receivers are just absolute shit. <laughs> so uh, that is why this works. Me, I have a little bit more balanced team, but I get a couple years younger, and I think he's still going to be in my starting lineup, Ronald Jones, and I like him. I think the upside's there. And so this is one of those cases where – uh, you know, as as I was trying to figure out this trade, like I look at all the other teams rosters and I say, OK, I'm balanced. Where is somebody deficient? And let's see if I can figure out something to get younger or a little bit more top heavy. And so this kind of works for both of us. But what I'm curious, I want to know what two bystanders think. So Steve Dell, uh, let's start with you, Steve. Kind of be honest. And if you ruin this deal, that's cool. What do you think, man? Well, first, I think you kind of stood back. And loaded up that dart of Elshon Jeffrey and threw it at the board of running backs of Austin. I mean, pretty much, in my opinion, for this deal, everybody except Barkley's in play. Um, my biggest well, thing. Well, hold on. Is Barkley in play? <laughs> <laughs> you silly bastard. No, but. Um, no, I, honestly, like my thing with Elshon is that, I mean, his, his injury history, I, I know he did well and last year with Wentz and everything. But, you know, the one thing I noticed last year is that there was a chemistry developing with Nelson Aguilar. So you're going to have 
that's a battle with. You're going to have uh, Ertz to battle with. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Corey Clement gets more involved as far as that aspect of the game. So, I mean, I think it's a good deal for both sides. Um, just personally, myself, uh, those are some uh, those are some higher issues that I have with Alshon and that offense with with how much that ball is actually going to go around. So I agree, Stephen. I'm there's a couple red flags I have. You know, his age is one. I'm giving up probably what a 21 year old, 22 year old for a 28 year old. But we know wide receivers can go farther than uh, running backs. Obviously, two. Um, this just this season alone, you know. The Philly team has an easy schedule compared to Tampa Bay, so I do like the aspect of that. And in three, and I got it. I understand um, the chemistry, but I mean the chemistry is already there with Alshon and Wentz. I mean, I look through what is he had 10, 10 games over ten points, you know, last season, and he went out about the same time Wentz did. He had like two injuries uh, during week sixteen and seventeen that kind of took him out. So I never really got to see how well he's going to work with, uh, what's the kid's name? Nick. Who? Nick Foles. Foles. Yeah, Foles. Thank you. So it's just really difficult on that. But um, I'm definitely, right now I'm going to say yes, I'm taking the trade. So I don't think, I don't think it's a bad deal for either one of you, to be honest with you. And I, and I mean, I wouldn't even worry about Foles because, you know, what we just saw uh, out of Wentz. And I don't think Philadelphia is going to be in a hurry to to rush him back out on the field. but if he has that kind of lateral movement right now and he's going to be able to do the things that, that he needs to do throughout OTAs, throughout camp, you know, even get involved a little bit in preseason, then you're definitely going to see him on the field week one and the whole Foles theory just goes right out the window. Yeah, and we talk about playing fantasy. I'm talking against myself in this trade here right now. Um, that's, but that's okay. just absolutely silliness that's right there. That's okay. <laughs> it, we, we play, you know, in a three-year window. One, win now, always. That that should be paramount. And then three years out. And so they just sent, they just signed him to a four-year deal. Um, and it's not a huge cap figure. He's not going anywhere. He's paired up with a young head coach that is awesome, obviously, just won the Super Bowl, and and a young quarterback. So he's very safe. And I think he's probably going to score more points this year than Ronald Jones. I really do. Um, but I think that the upside is why I am willing to make this trade. I think it makes my team a little bit better for the long run. So, yeah. So um, I just sent the trade over. You can accept that or not. Oh, whatever, come on. Let's do it there. on the air. Get it done. I think it would be kind of exciting for our fans. Oh, I come already on, saw it. You, you really want me to go to Flea Flicker and just it. accept it? Do it. It would make me feel it better. Make you feel better. Make it official. Here we go. I would sleep better. Oh my gosh. Here we Give go. them all the warm and fuzzies. And accepted. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> all right. You, you, we got a deal done got on a deal air. Over the air. <laughs> so. Very nice. Right. Very nice. We just end the show right there. It's done. <laughs> nice. Like, let's get into the meat <laughs> potatoes of the show, as Dale and uh, Christian would say. Hey, so we're going to talk about Superflex and why we play Superflex. I'm going to give it to John real quick to give a brief description of what it means to be a Superflex. And then I'll I'll go around and ask if there's any more comments on it. So Superflex or two QB leagues are very, very similar. Uh, a two QB league, which is very popular, means you have to start two quarterbacks. A Superflex means you have to start one quarterback and then you have a quarterback slash RB slash wide receiver slash tight end. You can choose which one, but almost every single time you are always going to start that second quarterback. 
So the question is, why the hell would you want to participate in something like this? And the answer is very, very simple. If you are into strategy, Superflex is where you should be. This takes fantasy up a whole entire level because it makes quarterbacks just as valuable as running backs are in a regular redraft or whatever. So you are creating much more strategy and in roster construction and all these things. So if you're in a super flex league, you never go back. That's just kind of the, it's if you go super flex, you know, it's the, uh, how would you say this? Uh, dual threat, sexual experience. Um, that's how I would phrase it personally. Which on fantasy football should mirror real football. And should we just only start one quarterback? <laughs> so in real football, well, in real football, the quarterback is the most important position. So if that is your argument, I agree completely. And Superflex fulfills that. What you got, Dale? Yep. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, John hit it on the head here. Uh, you know, having the two quarterbacks startable two quarterbacks uh, does change the game up. So it is it is a completely different game. I think it's probably the most extreme version from standard to whatever you want to go besides IDP. Obviously IDP is just on a whole nother level, but um, from standard, the farthest you can go from that is super flex. I think so uh, definitely makes the quarterback position way more valuable, but still you're looking at, you know, a top running back uh, to running back. 24 is a much bigger difference than quarterback one to quarterback 24. Um, so that, yeah. that kind of plays in the strategy a little bit. And so just to put this in perspective in a league I have this week, and I was neither of these teams, but the 101, which obviously is going to be Saquon Barkley, was traded for Matt Ryan in the 110. Interesting. So it shows you just the difference value. Matt Ryan, he's not really fantasy relevant in most leagues that are just one QB. You're talking 10 to 15 range, but he's being traded for somebody like Saquon Barkley that is just top-notch uh, fantasy running back value and it just shows you man if you don't have quarterbacks you are absolutely screwed well yep. matt ryan though he's he's captain consistent you know what you're gonna get out of him right and then you're gonna be able to still get somebody decent at 110 but it, it is it is night and day uh the value of players in that format nope i definitely agree because the qb position is definitely more valuable than pretty much the whole depth of running backs per team so basically, when you're looking at roster construction, your running back depth scores as many points as a single QB. So, yep, yep. So some strategies. Um, so right now, I'll tell you like lessons learned from last season, playing in a super flex. If you do not stock up on QBs, then you will be running around like Russell Wilson behind that Seattle O line. It's very difficult to stream <laughs> QBs in this format. So. I can tell you right now, I, I thought maybe I could get away with just one or two QBs. And no, I, in my opinion, you need four. You need you need three because it's a dynasty. So you need three high-end QBs to keep your team afloat for the season. And then you need that that fourth, that that uh, long-term investment in any rookie. So, Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, John pointed out earlier uh, during show prep, uh, some of the ADPs of the quarterbacks going in Superflex and by the eighth round, all 32 quarterbacks, all starting 32 quarterbacks are gone by the eighth round. So if you're going to go, yeah, I mean, well, again, we'll talk a little more in depth of strategy, but if you're going to go past the eighth round, getting somebody now, you know, that's maybe not a starter. Um, you know, it's it's probably, uh, you know, you probably want to grab them in the eighth, ninth, tenth round. But can you really punt on Q? Would you really want to punt on QBs in a in a two quarterback? I mean, we had that the league last year, Dale. I mean, look how bad if you did not have three 
starting healthy quarterbacks, look how bad your team ended up being. Yeah, sure. I mean, my rule of thumb here is, and this is where tiering of your rankings are so important. If you guys have rankings, if you if you have our draft kit, you're going to get tiers with every single position. But if you don't have our draft kit, uh, basically just draw lines where your guys, you know, where the, basically the grouping. So for running back, say there's maybe four in the top, you know, first tier. There's Zeke, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell and uh and Todd Gurley so that would be tier one so what I like to do I like to in like for instance let's just go with the first round in the first round I'm going to make sure depending on whatever pick I am that first tier wide running backs and the first tier wide receivers are gone before I start looking in the quarterback um I think those two first tiers are so important in running back and wide receiver but if those are taken I think there's maybe six six players in my two top tiers um so if I have let's say the seventh pick and all those guys are done I'm going for somebody. My number one quarterback this year is Deshaun Watson. I'll stick by that, and I'll I'll probably choose to pick him in the seventh or eighth pick of a uh, of a super flex league. Um, I mean that kind of differs too. Now you know if if your tier one has seven or eight players in it, and that's how you're ranking it, be confident with your rankings and go from there. But that's just that's a strategy I like to start off with. John, Stephen, you guys got anything you want to add to this? Or should we just move into our ADPs real quick on, on the Superflex? Kind of give an idea. Go ahead, Steve. No, I was just going to say, I mean, realistically, it just it's kind of what Dale already talked about with tiers. I mean, I look at, unless I'm sitting in the top three to five, and I know I'm getting a stud running back or wide receiver, you know, I'm, I'm going two quarterbacks. You know, if I'm sitting in the back half of the first round and you're getting that swing, you're getting that swing pick there. I mean, I'm taking two of the best available. Then I'm going to stock up a little bit. And then, you know, through the ADPs, I mean, you know, Dale talks about, you know, the ADPs that John put up there being through the eighth round. I mean, I've been a, a part of super flexes where they're gone by like the sixth round. So, you know, I try to get my quarterbacks right off the bat, grab a couple other players. And then, I, I mean, I kind of stick to what Austin was talking about. And I mean, even in you know, even in a redraft or whatever, you know, having four quarterbacks, because, you know, say you're in a situation like last year, you know, you, you drafted whatever quarterbacks that you had. And then, you know, you took a little, you know, later round flyers on guys like, uh, like Wentz and Watson. Right. And they ended up blowing up and they were your every week starters. And then boom, they're both gone. Then what are you stuck with? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, having those four quarterbacks, you know, guys that you can rely on, you know, you're going to be, you should be safe for the rest of the season. Right. I mean, yeah, keep keeping your pulse. And, and this is even more um, intense than a, a standard draft, because when you're drafting, you really need to keep a pulse on what's going on in the draft. How many quarterbacks, how many running backs, how many wide receivers are being taken? Because if you're in the fourth round and there are 20 quarterbacks taken, you need to start moving on to quarterback. Um, or if you're if you're in the third round and two quarterbacks have taken, then you can kind of slow it down. I, I, it's really important to get the feel for the draft room, especially in Superflex, because these quarterbacks will drop quick. You think, OK, yeah, everybody will draft two quarterbacks. Bam, you know, that's only 24 quarterbacks. But somebody like Austin's going to draft four quarterbacks in the first six rounds. And if there's a couple guys like that, you're you're screwed. And so I'll say, like, you want to be fluid with your strategy and not be nailed in. I have to do this. But my kind of borderline basement feels are I'm getting two quarterbacks in the top five rounds. So if everybody is punting on quarterback and they're not falling, worst case scenario, I'm going fourth and fifth round for a quarterback and I'm getting three quarterbacks by round eight, which means I'm going to get two starters. and I'm going to get one guy that's going to be younger, somebody like Josh Rosen, uh, somebody like 
Baker Mayfield, even though they're going a little bit earlier than that. But I'm going to get somebody that is going to be a projected starter next year with upside. Um, So, again, uh, my general rule in these leagues is two out of the first five rounds and three out of the first eight rounds. Nice. Well said. Hey, gentlemen, right now, let's uh, let's talk about some of these QBs out there and who you're higher on and who you're lower on and kind of help the listeners understand why we're higher and lower. And hey, if if it's got to get to fisticuffs, it'll get down to fisticuffs. So, (laughs) John, I'll start with you. Who are you higher on than you think most of the analysts or ADP in the industry? Man, this is a bummer. Obviously, I'm a Niners guy, and I apologize for that uh, because it shows in my rankings. And usually this wouldn't have taken place in the past. But uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I am very, very high on. And it's not so much because of Jimmy Garoppolo, even though I think he's amazing and he's never lost a game. But I have him as my number four quarterback in Dynasty Leagues um, because of Kyle Shanahan and because of how much they throw the ball. The volume is there. Even last year with Brian freaking Hoyer and CJ Beathard, like they threw the ball the second most amount of times in the NFL. Go back to when Kyle Shanahan was in Atlanta. That was Matt Ryan's MVP season. And the only time he's finished in the top five, like was because of Kyle Shanahan, he leaves and Ryan drops out of the top 10. So I absolutely love the opportunity that is there for that guy. I wish he ran a little bit more because rushing yards are so key in fantasy, but I really do believe that this is going to be one of those guys that can start for six to seven years um, just because he has the stable environment and the coaching behind him. Yeah. And the offensive line is pretty good, too. That uh, They go and invest the ninth overall pick in a right tackle, Mike McGlinchey. He's going to be upright. I, and I, I just think that the sky's the limit for that kid. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Jimmy Garoppolo, too. I have him ranked uh, 11th overall in quarterback uh, in my quarterback ranking. So I think that's a little bit higher than most as well. Uh, you know, and, and you forgot to mention their running back is actually a really good pass catcher as well. So um, he has the tools and he's, you know, he still has a, a good guys around him, like you mentioned. So I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo as a uh, as a QB one this this year. Who's got him? Which team is he on in our league? Yeah, oh, some, have some jerk off named Austin, I think. <laughs> yep, I'm higher on him as well. I'm surprised. I'm surprised John didn't try to trade JL Sean Jeffrey for Jimmy G. No kidding. I, but I would want more for that though. He knows it. So, so Dale, who are you higher on this season for if it was a two QB league? Uh, two QB or not? I mean, I already mentioned. I've talked about him a couple of times. It's Deshaun Watson. Just I know we have a small sample size, but what we've seen. He he was unreal. I mean, he truly was. People were baffled by how well he played last year. Uh, and of course, you know, John just mentioned those rushing yards are so important. It, Deshaun Watson's going to get those two. He has a high high grade wide receiver and DeAndre Hopkins that pretty much can't be stopped. Um, will Fuller will be back for a full season, a, a deep threat there. So he has a he has a good cast around him. He's very talented player. I think he's going to make a difference, and and I could see him easily being the number one quarterback next year in pretty much all formats. Man, the the crazy thing about Watson, he only started six games, and he finishes the number twenty seven quarterback. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast, man. He was projected to break all records uh, when it comes to fantasy points. I think uh, I think I heard this week he had potential to pass uh, Eli's brother. So Peyton has the highest fantasy points right now for. Yeah, for Denver. For, yeah, yeah, for fantasy altogether. Uh, and 
and don't forget, Deshaun Watson did this as a rookie. I mean, a rookie yeah. quarterback, you know, coming straight out of college, you know, being on this big stage from game one, he was he played very well. I mean, now he has an entire offseason, you know, study the playbook. He really had an entire season last year and an entire offseason. I mean, he's going to be uh, I think he's going to be special. He he passed Joe Flacco. He had more points than Joe Flacco, who started every game. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I, I'm I'm predicting Wentz. I don't know Wentz and Watson to be the Derek Cars of next season. So you heard it here. So Wentz and Watson is a new show on TBS. By the way, it nice. sounds like it. Nice. <laughs> Zach Morris is back, guys. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. All right, Stephen, who are you hire on this season? So, and this is kind of, this is kind of against my rankings as far as the guys that I'm higher and lower on, but, um, one of my favorite guys out there is Jared Goff. You know, I really like what he did last year, uh, for a second year quarterback and for what they have, uh, with that offense right now. And the, I think we're going to see a similar relationship with him and McVay as we're going to see out of Garoppolo and Shanahan. But if you look at Goff last year, I mean, he was relatively consistent, you know, he, completed 62% of his passes for 3,800 yards. He had a four to one touchdown to interception ratio and a QBR of hundred. So that's pretty damn impressive for a second year quarterback. I like all the upside that he has. I like what they have on the offensive side of the ball. And I like what they have on the defensive side of the ball. That's going to kind of help him relax and do what he does. And that was just move the ball all season last year between him and Todd Gurley. They had a lot of success. And I think just with that other year on, on his belt and the wide receivers that they have and everything that they have there just i'm really high on him especially for dynasty yeah what do you what what's your thoughts on uh cooper cup affecting him i mean i'm i'm assuming and i'm projecting cooper cup to do much better this year i think he has what it takes to uh go to that next uh, at least be a wide receiver to um value Do, do you think that that's a possibility or you're just looking at golf in the entire offense. No, I I think Cup has that possibility. Honestly, I mean, last year we saw uh, Robert Woods kind of being the guy there before he got hurt. Um, with the addition of Brandon Cooks, I think it's going to be Cooks and Cup. I think Woods is going to fade a little bit. He'll still be involved, but I don't think we're going to see what we saw out of him last year. Um, but I, I really, really like uh, what, what we're going to expect out of Cooper Cup, and I, I fully expect him to be uh, a wide receiver too. As far as PPR goes, Cooks and Cup comes on right after Winston Watson. Nice, nice. <laughs> I like it. That's a good line. Two Cooks and a Cup. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. All right. So before everyone boos me, I'm a little bit higher than I think oh. the industry on Mitch Trubisky this season. Ooh. Yep, I knew it. Ooh. I knew Trubisky. <laughs> Chicago. Which guy? Chicago. Chi Town. Oh, they have a quarterback yeah, there. Yeah. This. Now, mind uh. you, I got it. <laughs> Last season, he was sacked 31 times. All right. So I'm, I'm pitching it now. So y'all better listen. Now. I'm pitching it now. He he came in in week five against Minnesota, had his first fumble right off the bat, was sacked right off the bat, but came back and played a hell of a game. Like he ended up with, let's see, three fumbles off the whole season, seven interceptions. Yes, I got it. Those are all the down points. Do they lose almost every game? Yes, they lost almost every game. Well, let me. You're not selling your point, well, Austin. I'm getting there. Hey, here comes the reach around. You ready for the reach around? So Chicago, Always. here's what they did this season, right? So they help them out. They bring in 
They bring in a center and they bring in a right guard to help them out on the O-line. You know what this does? This also helps out freaking Howard and Cohen, in my opinion. So they open the game up. They also brought in Allen Robinson. Yes, I got Allen Robinson. I got it. But he's not the reason. He was like the only for depth. That's the only thing that was out there. I do not like the fact that Kevin White is still in the lineup. I do like Taylor Gabriel to spread out the spread the field a little bit and help out for the long ball. And then, you know, they got Anthony Miller right there as well. So that's my projection. But I'm telling you right now, Trubisky is going to come back. He's going to surprise everyone. I'm expecting, I would say he easily gets up into three, 3,500, 3,500 yards and about. Sheesh. Yeah. About, Man, ooh. that's bold. God, it, hey, dang. He's, he's got an easy schedule this season. That's, so. I mean, that's, that's not only a. Uh, turnaround or a comeback, that's um, amazing. That's a complete 360. Yeah, I, dude, but, all these guys are going to have a shit ton of yards after catch. I'm going to tell you that. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think he can throw anywhere love, outside of 15 yeah. yards. <laughs> Trubisky? <laughs> yeah. No um, I mean, last year, Mitch Trubisky had around 14 and a half points, fantasy points per game. That's less than Joe Flacco, Jay Cutler, uh, Sam Bradford. He had John Fox. Yes. Though. Which is a run yeah. first offense. Yeah. So yeah, John Fox, the other Jeff Fisher. Yes. <laughs> they got Trey Burton yes. too. There's yeah. no way. So uh, like I said, if they're not successful, it's all on his shoulders. It, and I will say this because let's say you draft him in Dynasty Leagues, you're gonna know pretty damn quick if this kid is a more bland Alex Smith or if he's gonna be a superstar. Because they have done everything, as Austin said, to make this kid successful. I love the new coaching. Nagy's awesome. You bring in everybody. He's surrounded with so much talent. I just think he sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Not like I said, I'm higher than you guys. And it, it, like, it, he can only go up. I think he hit his floor already. Just based off yeah. the team that's no, he's, he's laying, he's laying on the floor, Austin. Austin, Austin is definitely higher. It must be he's still got some uh, residual effects from the edibles last week. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and so I'll give you a break, Austin. I'm looking at your rankings right now, and you have him at 18. And so, like, that's the thing. Like, he's making a case for him. He's not saying draft him in nope. the top 10 or 12. He's saying there's value there. Because the upside is there. And whenever you have a guy that like this that sucks but has upside, go grab him. And I love that. Like you gotta get your guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I have him at eighteen as well. You know, oh, I, I mean I have him I have him ahead of guys like Roethlisberger and Rivers, just cause, you know, if you're starting out uh, you know, especially if you're starting out a dynasty league, you know, Roethlisberger and Rivers for the most part. Uh, are your second quarterback anyways. Some teams will wait, wait, way in the late in the draft before they even draft them guys to be their number ones. But if you're going to be drafting a number two, you know, yeah, why not take a shot on the younger guy with the upside that you're talking about, John? All right. Enough about Trubisky. I got it. Like I said, I think you'd be, you'd be a high-end <laughs> QB next season. You guys will bow to me, as always. Well, let's go on to wow. guys. <laughs> Love it. So let's go with the guys that we're low on. And I'm going to start with Dale because I'm just as low on this kid. And but he, I didn't pick him, but I'm glad Dale did. Go ahead, Dale. Yeah. Haters. Yeah. I mean, it's Andrew Luck. At this point, at this point in the season, if you're drafting today with the information that we have today, you're not drafting Andrew Luck under any circumstances. 
I, I mean, I would take Mitch Trubisky over Andrew Luck, Woo. and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, I, I would even consider Joe oh, Flacco man. over Andrew Luck if, if you're in a two. Whoa, point. whoa, time. No, if that's red flag. No, if you're in no. a super flex league, fifteen yard penalty. <laughs> if you're in, if you're in a super flex league and you already have your two quarterbacks and you're say in the ninth round and uh, Andrew Luck is sitting there, I'm I'm sorry, I'm taking. Uh, He's drafting Joe Flacco so Lamar Jackson can start over oh, him. There you go. Uh, uh, Joe Flacco has a better chance of playing more games than Andrew Luck at this point. I mean, if well, yes, if, if anything changes, if something changes, obviously you change your strategy. Right now, you're not drafting Andrew Luck. Well, let me ask you this: Why did the Colts not draft a quarterback? Interesting. Why? I don't know. Brissett. Brissett's going to carry him. He's part of that. Do your job. No. Jacoby Brisket's not doing anything. He didn't do bad last year. He did not year, do though. bad. He wasn't bad. It was an awful game to watch every time the Colts were on, though. It was like, man, the Colts, the Big Ten played yesterday. <laughs> nice. Dual threat quarterback. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. and, and the, the Colts as a whole were just a bad team. Um, but yeah, I, to answer your question, I don't know why they didn't move on. Maybe they're they're playing optimistic. Maybe they're saying, "Hey, we're gonna have we might not have Andrew Luck this season. We'll have him next season for another ten years." I don't know. I don't know what the problem is, but there's no reason. Yeah, there's I don't know. But don't don't draft Andrew Luck for what we know now until news changes. I'm not drafting Andrew Luck. That's my story. I don't know. Part of me thinks it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and he can actually throw a football. That that's what we said last we year. No, I did not say that last year. So. <laughs> No, nope. I did. I knew he I wasn't did. coming back. And I, honestly, I, I'm hoping he gets cut this season to say, hey, see ya. Go join uh, Peyton Manning and insert pizzas. So, wow. Steven, who are you low on this season? Cam Newton. Interesting. Yeah. His, well, to me, his fantasy relevance hinges on being able to run, being able to get rushing touchdowns. Now, the amount of injuries that he's endured. And what they're trying to achieve by putting pieces around him. We're about to find out if he's really a quarterback or not. If that's truly what they're going to do. Um, he's definitely a good talent. He's still fantasy relevant. Um, I just think a lot of people are really high on him. And I never really have been. Just because I think he's more or less uh, one of those, you know, hype buzz type players. I know he had that one solid season a couple of years ago, but mm -hmm. other than that, he hasn't really been anything super spectacular for all the hype that goes on around him. So for everything, like I said, for everything that they're trying to do, we're about to find out if he's really a quarterback or not, or he's going to continue to run the ball and his fantasy relevance is really going to rely on those touchdowns. And we're going to see if he can stay healthy and play a long career. I mean, one thing that we know is that he is a lock for say 3,300, say 3,500 yards, maybe not a lock, but he, he can be threw for less last year. Right. Exactly. Uh, but last year was his lowest in three years. So let's just say 33 to 3,500 yards, say around 20 to 25 touchdowns. And he's going to rush for five rushing touchdowns without really even trying. I mean, he's, he's going to walk into the end zone five times. Right. I mean, that's, that's enough to be until he gets another top. concussion or gets his knee blown up or whatever. I mean, all those stats that you're talking about right there, <laughs> you know, Jared Goff just did that or a little bit better. And he has a second year quarterback. You know what I mean? I mean, he's Cam Newton's missed three games in the last, what, uh, seven years. So I'm not too concerned about him missing games. He's a big dude, man. He's three three games in seven years. 
that's that's a pretty good track record. Played yeah. all 16 games yeah, last that's year. That's what happens so. when you whine to the NFL. Yeah. And this is it's what's not sucks. about missing games. It's getting knocked out of games, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. True. The problem is, is his rushing stats are what keep him fantasy relevant. Um, I mean, he threw for the most yards his rookie year. He has never matched that total or even come close. Right. And but he rushed for 754 yards last year. And that's that's what keeps him where he is. I I, I don't want him on my team. I really, really don't. But he's he's fantasy relevant. Yep. He's a terrible quarterback. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, y- you know, the, the touchdown to interception ratio wasn't ideal last year. 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Uh, obviously, <laughs> that's pretty awful. <laughs> obviously, you want to see Mitch that uh, interception number go down. No, Mitch Trubisky's worse. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns, but yeah. still bad. I wish I had a ton of uh, stats at my fingertips because I'm really curious how many of those interceptions were caused by his wide receivers. Um, I watched almost every Carolina game last year, and I'm telling you, there's... It's, I, I can visualize in my head yeah. uh, several interceptions coming off the fingertips of his wide receivers. So, yeah. And he didn't have Greg Olson most of the season, True. which is a huge reliable um, target target form. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So John, before we get on to you, I'm going to, I'm going to read out some stats. I'm going to let you guys, I know you guys seen it, but check this out. So this kid was less is only last season alone. Right. And so just keep in mind some of the stats I read off for Trubisky. So this individual sacked 32 times, threw 13 interceptions, fumbled four times last season, threw for over 3,300 yards. I almost said rounds. Jeez, you tell I'm still in the Army. But yeah, threw for 30. And this is why I think Trubisky can. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going back to Trubisky. But check this out. So Dallas, yep, I'm talking about Dak Prescott. Got They lost Witten. They got rid of Dez. Uh, I mean, their O-line is is getting worse and worse every season. You have to remember, too, um, I know they lost Zeke last season, so it didn't open up a lot to the throwing game. But, I mean, they gave him plenty of opportunities for Dak to show out last season and show that this is his team. But I think it shows that this is actual Zeke's team and not Dak's team. Jeez, that was rough. Um, But, yeah, here's another reason why I'm not happy. I mean, I know they got the grab Gallup. I know Deontay Thompson there, Dale. I know you got it. Terrence Williams, I'm sure he's going to get suspended a game or two. Right behind him is Alan Hearns. They got Cole Beasley, everyone's favorite, Tavon Austin. Um, of course, they got Zeke still there. And then I'm not sure which right now. Right now, as far as starting tight ends, they got Jarwin and Swami, Swam. Um, and then Rico Gathers. And then they, uh, they drafted Schultz. So... I'm not sure. He does not have a lot of depth around him except for Zeke. He is my guy that I'm low on this season compared to the rest of the industry. What are you guys' thoughts? Wow, speechless. I don't like him. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm with you. I want to give you stats to like back him up. He finishes the number 11 quarterback last year. But, I mean, if you look at his numbers <laughs> through championship week, 17 points, 9 points, 15 points, 6 points, 4 points, like he he was awful the second half of the year. Um, I, I want to stay away, man. It's like the Blake Bortles approach. They're trying their hardest to make sure they just run the ball, and that's all they care about. Mm-hmm. And Dak will bail him out some, but who's he throwing to? Like you said, his top two wide receivers are gone, and what they replace him with. And not much. Not much. I'm not a Dak fan. <laughs> after I'll tell you what, after his rookie year, it made me laugh because a lot of people were talking about Dak and Wentz, Dak and Wentz. 
NFC East. It's going to be rivals for years on end, blah, 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 blah. Right. No, it was definitely, it's the, it's Zeke's team. And we saw who was the better quarterback last year. I mean, when Zeke went away, it completely and entirely exposed Dak Prescott and the rest of that offense and what and how defenses feel about them. So I would definitely stay away from Dak. The one positive I will say this, Tyron Smith was out, and I think that was huge. Uh, he's one of the best left tackles. And then they go draft another second-round pick, uh, Connor Williams, who is a beast that's going to be playing guard. Like, that's the best offensive line. It's not even close in football. So he's going to be much better protected this year with Zeke back. So I don't think you're going to get a lot of those single-digit games. And he does have rushing potential. Again, he finished number 11 last year. Like, there's still value there. I just... His volume, that's the problem. He does not throw the ball very much. And he didn't even throw the ball 300 times. Like, that's uh, 308. He threw 308. But still, like, the volume's not there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. So, John, who are you low on this season? So, I, I'm probably lowest on Russell Wilson out of everybody. And whenever I say that, I still have Russell Wilson, my number five quarterback. But he finished number one overall last year. I just really do not like his team. Um, And I think he's playing behind one of the worst offensive lines in football. I understand that they drafted Rashard Penny, but he is one of the worst pass protecting running backs in almost the history of college football. He lost his red zone threat in Jimmy Graham. I think that's going to hurt his numbers. He's not somebody I want. I just don't think he's going to be taking a beating and I understand that he's been amazing. He puts up great numbers and all that stuff. That's wonderful. I just don't want to take him. I, he he will not be on any of my teams just because, man, it's seven on seven quarterback with that guy. And he's going to be running around like crazy. I just don't think he's going to finish the year. Yeah, I, I have Russell Wilson as my fourth quarterback. I mean, and, and even then you're right. I mean, the value uh, between getting Russell Wilson and say a quarterback a couple rounds later in I don't know, even Carson Wentz or Cam Newton or something. Uh, I, I I don't think that difference is that far apart. I'm usually skipping on Russell Wilson and waiting. I, I agree with you. O-line is still a problem. They haven't done a ton to fix that, so it'll be interesting. But for four, four or five Russell Wilson, not many people can argue with that. Right. Yeah, I got him as my fifth as well. So, nope, I'm just worried. Like I said, I agree, John. I think he's going to get injured this year. You know, running around like he has been, get you know someone falling on his ankle like last season. So you just never know what's going to happen. Plus, you know the the NFC West, every defense except for Seattle's has gotten beefier. And I'm telling you right now, he's got Josh, such a target that the best corners in the league like that that's got to hurt. And that's one of the I hesitated on Jimmy Garoppolo because just the cornerbacks that you have to face, Patrick Peterson. Good Lord, the two new guys for the Rams. Oh, my gosh. Richard Sherman. I mean, it's it is heavy. But guess what? They're only going to be there for two years and then they're going to go other places. So that's why I grabbed Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, you got got anything on Wilson? Uh, I I like the guy. He's a gamer. He wins, but they just don't want to protect him. And I just wonder. I'm amazed at what this guy's been able to play through. Injury wise, I mean, as as a human being, as a professional, I've got nothing but love and respect for the guy. But his his fantasy production is just so up and down. Um, it doesn't make me very high on him, but he is my fourth ranked as well. 
Yeah, uh, if they could actually give that guy some protection and give him somebody else besides Doug Baldwin to throw to or even give him the time to throw to somebody else besides Doug Baldwin, I think Russell Wilson could be potentially the top quarterback in the league. <laughs> Again, Paul Richardson is gone. Jimmy Graham is gone. Like, who the hell? Tyler Lockett's coming back. That's got great. Got Amari uh, yeah, they, I mean, he's going to get he's going to get snaps. Was it Jerron or John Brown? They got Jerron Brown, right? Yeah, yeah, the big dude. Tyler Lockett might be a little sneaky this year. I have him in our he's dynasty been league sneaky uh, for like three years. <laughs> well, that, that, that's what I'm saying. He showed some promise. He got injured. Yeah, and uh, I don't think he's really come back from it. But I think he has the speed and talent to be something in Seattle, and especially now without Paul Richardson there. Uh, maybe opens up things for him a little bit. I don't know. I'm I'm not high on him, but I'm just saying, uh, keep an eye out. Maybe he could be sneaky, sneaky late round pick for a lot of people. Yeah, that injury was gruesome. I'm, I remember that one. It was. Yeah. It was. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap up here. But uh, later in the week, maybe in a day or two, we are going to follow up on all this quarterback talk and do a mock draft, a half point PPR half PPR uh, super flex league. And we're going to mock maybe the whole thing and maybe like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour long episode. So you guys can see how we draft. We'll talk through round by round. So stick around for that the next day or two, keep an eye on our feed or go to our website, easilyfantasy.com. And the the re- most recent episode will pop up there for Austin, for John, for Steve. We appreciate you listening. My name is Dale and we will talk to you guys uh, in a day or two. That you need Bringing you the best players every week Who you need to drop and who you need to keep The latest and the greatest fantasy advice It's a 